<laughs> this is gonna be interesting. We uh, okay, so uh, I've got Amy. Hi. I think the first time we met, you um, uh, you and Josh were just hanging out. You were buddies, <laughs> <laughs> and I think we uh -huh. went to uh, we were at CFO and we played um, Dutch Blitz. I was going to say it was either Dutch Blitz or y'all making me watch YouTube videos when YouTube was brand new. Oh, and yeah. I was like, what the heck is this? Oh, old Greg and stuff. Oh, yeah. Old Greg. Yeah. Greg. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I knew Josh and then Josh was hanging out with you. You seem pretty cool. And it Very wasn't. Cool. <laughs> <super cool>. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't long after that that you guys started dating and then y'all just were a couple. That was uh, it. So that's been a, that's been a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so that's how we know each other. You're married to Josh, who was on the first uh, episode. What I know of you uh, is that you I knew you were born in Tennessee. Um, I did not know until just like a minute ago <laughs> that you were moved to Williamsburg, which is really funny because you and I have our own story of Williamsburg. <laughs> I, I knew this was going to end up coming up, but we had a fight in Williamsburg. <laughs> that was, oh, gosh. It was yeah. wonderful. I, I am a selfish turd. Let's just say that. Like, <laughs> I'm sure I know that I was just like, yeah, I want the best position in this car. And Doug can, you know, mm. sit in the trunk for all I care. <laughs> You moved to Williamsburg when you were little. How how long were you at Williamsburg before you moved to Branson? I don't remember when we moved to Williamsburg, so I couldn't tell you that part. Um, but I moved and went to second grade in Branson. Yeah. Um, and you moved mostly because your dad's job moved you around, right? Accurate, yes. Accurately. Um, did your mom work growing up? See, I actually had this misconception that my mom's never worked a day in her life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it turns out I was wrong. She like had an accounting degree and did accounting work. Oh, wow. weird. I know. So like, I don't really understand what happened. I... I don't know how long she did that. I know she never worked when she was in Branson until recently. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't remember, but I, I no. Oh my goodness. I also had like, I swear it was like a fever dream, but I asked my mom and it was freaking accurate. She cleaned at my little Christian school when I was in elementary. I remember her cleaning the bathrooms, which like, I cannot picture that now. Like, that's insane. But yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. It's, it, uh, gosh, it's like watching Kate Middleton clean a bathroom. Like, you can't, <laughs> that doesn't happen, man. <laughs> Someone does that for oh, her. So. You just compared your mom to a literal princess. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was thinking, should I be really nice this whole time, like Josh was, and tell my parents to listen to it? And I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just be honest <laughs> well and okay and clearly we're gonna get into some of this why this is kind of a sore subject but um yeah. I didn't realize that you didn't go to public school yeah never ever no yeah. never never always Christian 
You didn't even go to Branson High School? No, no, I, I wanted to. Oh my goodness, no, I, what happened? My school um, in Branson, I, I originally went to New Life Academy um, and it fell apart. I don't know why, I'd love to know why now. All I know is that as a kid, there was a Jesus festival and there was like a, a bust on alcohol at that time. Like someone brought wine to the Jesus festival and put it like in the grape juice cups. It was really funny. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like as a kid, I, I know, right. <laughs> I remember my friend being like, it was grape juice. And I was like, girl, I smelled it. So and is- at the time, what? It's just weird to me that it's almost like this is how the Christian schools spike the the punch bowl is they yeah. spike the communion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um, so as a kid, I thought, well, this is why my school broke up, you know, you can't have wine at the Jesus festival. But now, like as an adult, I'm like, okay, that's not that big a deal. I don't know why it broke up, but it broke up and there was no other Christian school. And so my parents were freaking out. Um, but the pastor's kids did go to Branson high school. They were homeschooled until high school when they were purposely put into high school for some like weird, like reason of like, okay, now you're in the world and you need to, you know, own your faith. I don't freaking know, but, um, they were really reassured by that. And they're like, okay. And I tried out for cheerleading. And I remember being so relieved that I didn't make it. Cause I was like, I don't want this. I can't, this is, it's such a big school. And I was used to new life. You know, I had a class of like 10. So it was just terrifying to think of going to Branson high with all those people. Um, and then thankfully a new Christian school opened and I just went straight into faith Christian Academy. Wow. I don't even know where that is. I've never heard of that. I feel like it's bust. Well, it's, it's definitely busted now. I thought at some point someone else had taken over. It only lasted two years under the management that I had been under. And then I, I felt like it got sold and then I don't know what it is anymore, Hmm. but it was, it was a sad little, little school. Was it, um, I'm assuming like, what was the, can you give us, can you give me an idea? Like what the curriculum was like, was it like a homeschool curriculum, like, cri- <laughs> like very Christian oriented creationism, um, gender roles. Like, what was it like? Oh, it's so full of that. It's so fun. Um, first of all, the teachers, I, I don't know how many of them had a diploma. A lot of them were Uh, the person who started the school, she was the principal and a lot of her like um, kids, like her, her adult daughters or their husbands taught, even though they had no predisposition for that. Um, And she got random other people. And at one point they were like, uh, we need to have some kind of, some kind of home ec class. I don't know, something to that effect. So the boys all got talked to a lot about porn and sex and how they shouldn't do any of that. And the girls, I remember we learned to paint our nails, um, how you soak your fingers in water to move up the cuticle. Um, and I remember we all brought different colors to of shirts one day and we all like held up scarves to our faces and the entire class would be like, ooh, you don't look good in black, but green is your color. Like that, that kind of gender role situation. Um, and then when it comes to Christianity, 
Ooh, um, I can't even, I mean, full in, full on, full in. Um, I did the whole like, you know, spit in a cup, petals torn off a flower virginity class constantly situation. What's the um, spit in the cup? I don't know what the spit in the cup is. Oh God. Okay. So first of all, I definitely signed a contract that I would remain a virgin until marriage. Was this um, an eternally binding contract you write in blood? I signed it with my blood. So <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards we slaughtered a goat. Um, <laughs> no, there was okay. So there's there's multiple of these type of things. Um and ironically, it's all <laughs> uh it's all aimed at girls. Um, but essentially you, you know, a class sits down or all the girls sit down or, or something to that effect. Um, and one person's given a cup and they're directed, um, to spit in the cup and the cup has some kind of drink in it. I don't freaking know, you know, water or whatever. And it's passed around to so many people. And then the cup is handed to some boy or maybe just the person preaching holds it up. And he said, okay, picture you are that glass of water. Would you want to drink it now? Because 10 people have spit in it. That's the same thing as you have slept with 10 people who would want you now, essentially, essentially is the thing. It's the same thing with like, they, they'd hand out a rose and each time you've had sex with a boy tears off a petal until you are a stem with thorns on it. There's a lot of those that, that we did. Those are such like awful illustrations, but maybe they also speak to just the ignorance that people have about sex. Cause it's like, <laughs> you, do know, you do know that people like shower after sex mostly, right? So it's not like these people just like, it's not like 10 people just linger on you for the rest of your life. <laughs> and then the rose, it's like, but people are living things. Roses are dead. Like we chop them off and they stay pretty for a little bit, but they're dead. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Man. No, it was, I, I, I'm not really sure other than, you know, you're, you're sinful, you're gross, you're a whore, you're, oh God. you know, you're a loose gal. I don't, but you know, the guys, I don't know if they were really, they were just, you know, you shouldn't watch porn. That's bad. Um, but anyway, all that to say, yes to Christianity. That was very heavily. What church did you guys go to? What kind of church was it? Um, <clears throat> so when we were in Williamsburg, it was like, um, like a, I don't even think it was a Baptist church. I think it was like a liberal church, like maybe like a Methodist church, but I don't know. Maybe Presbyterian. No, Presbyterians are liberal, right? I'm some sorry. are yeah some some can be okay. um what was the church service like what was the what the service like the church service oh gosh and that's been a minute that's been a long time it has i'm sorry i don't really remember so i shouldn't i don't really remember but what about branson but, when you guys moved yeah. to branson so when we moved to branson um it was it took us a while to find and then we did find one called Branson Bible Church and um that is where my story begins yeah um so my parents when they were in Williamsburg whatever church they went to was more liberal and Williamsburg Virginia in general is more liberal it's near Richmond it's just more of a liberal community um 
so when they moved to Branson, they were bringing that kind of mentality with them. So they drank, um, they, I don't know if they cussed, I, I, I don't know, I was too young. Um, I just know that when I first went to Branson Bible Church, we were very different from the people here. Uh, first of all, my parents only had two kids and only intended to have two kids um, because that is what you would do in Williamsburg, Virginia, especially because they had a girl and a boy. So you're done. You did it. Um, and when my mom got pregnant with my youngest brother, she was super embarrassed to tell her Williamsburg friends because it was just, she didn't know anybody with a third kid. My, our friends, right. That were in Williamsburg, they had a boy and a girl too. Um, so they, they were just very different. Um, and we were not strictly raised until then. So, um, I don't know, we were just more normal kids. <laughs> back then I thought we you know were just wild but looking at it now we were just normal and we just came into a community that was more like the Duggars um that's the only thing I can ever compare it to I'm sorry there's you know there's not a whole lot of Christian media that I am aware of that I can compare it to but it was far more conservative let's just say that and by conservative it's like you're talking like from a religious standpoint probably political too, but like definitely more strict about adhering to certain roles, right? Yes. Very strict family rules. The way children are raised, the way that the Bible is literal. Um, that was a huge thing. And I, I mean, I haven't been there in 10 years, but um, I know that that's what my parents still believe. Every word of the Bible is meant extremely literally. Um, you know, it, it just was that it was conservative politically, but I really do mean more in behaviors. So no one was ever going to drink. In fact, um, we were told, you know, don't get like a fancy drink anywhere, even if it's virgin, because it has the appearance of being alcoholic. And that is the appearance of evil. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I know. Um, I remember like things like crap were a, a cuss word, but I know that a lot of Christians experience Christian cuss words, but um, I would just say that the thing that impressed upon me the most was that um, I was not allowed to play with the pastor's children for a hot minute um, because the pastor's wife told me that um, I was not well behaved enough for her children, that I would be a negative influence on them. So How old were you? Well, I mean, I was eight or nine, I guess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and she said this to you? See, I knew that this was said. I am wow. too little to remember if my mom said it or if like one of her kids said like, I'm not allowed to play with you. You're wild. But that all I know is that was a thing. Wow. So what did that do for you? Did you feel like you were the bad kid? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um there's definitely a lot of things that I mean this is where it gets kind of complicated um but I felt like I had a bad attitude I was the bad attitude girl um just because of the difference in the way that girls already were trained to behave that way um a certain way 
And I apparently had a tendency to roll my eyes or to kind of talk back. And it was just a, a sassy, bad attitude girl, apparently. So. So when it came to all the rules that the church uh, had, did you find yourself, were you all in or were you hesitant? Um, did you see yourself as one of, besides seeing yourself as the, per the one with the bad attitude, did you see yourself like, this is where you fit, you're going to follow the rules, this is what God, your church wants you to do, or was it something else? Were you more like the outsider looking in, being like, I don't like this. I don't agree with this. These people are nuts. <laughs> what was it like? I remember the first couple months being just shell-shocked. Um, just, it was scary. Um, the things that parents were really, now I would say abusive, but back then I would just say, very disciplinary minded. And so I saw kids being spanked or heard or, you know, saw kids with bruises and just, it was something that I'd never been disciplined like that before. And I thought, oh God, like this is coming down on me. I know it. Um, <laughs> and that's a, that's a shitty feeling. Um, oh, I knew I'd cuss. I'm sorry. I mean, like, I know you said it's okay, but I feel like any Christian person who was listening is now like, nope. <laughs> this episode isn't for me. I think That's people true. can. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, anyway, so the first couple months, yeah, it was, it was scary. Um, and then after that, I don't remember a particular time when I was like, okay, I know what I need to do, but I know that had a personal faith I had a a way of coping that was acting like the kids around me so I just mimicked their behaviors um and that got me acceptance pretty fast so yeah, yeah. so it was really a kind of like a survival thing um, not necessarily, but I'm scared of pain. I think, <laughs> when, you know, when I was younger, you know, spankings are just a way of life, but now looking at it, thinking like imagining, okay, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait. And I know in about 10 minutes, Josh is going to come in here and just hit me five times. That's freaking terrifying, you know? And, uh, and sitting there knowing like, okay, my dad's about to come in here with a baseboard and spank me five times is as a little kid knowing your strong angry dad is about to come in it's freaking terrifying and I'm not a fan of pain um so I yeah I, I quickly emulated <laughs> what the kids were doing around me who were not getting spanked in other words well okay they were still getting spanked but you know um, the model citizens, which were the pastor's children. Right. So at least at that time, eight-year-old, nine-year-old Amy coming into Branson for the, for the first couple months, mm -hmm. uh, your relationship with the church is very much about there's a certain way that you're supposed to behave. And if you don't behave, you're going to get punished. 
So to try to avoid the pain, you're just going to do what they tell you to do, whether you believe it or not. Yeah. Um, so what, how does that, how does that change when you get older, you're in high school and now you're learning about purity <laughs> and, and your role <laughs> now, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, cause I, I, I kind of had a, some similar experience, but when it comes to, uh, when you get older, it seems like the church youth group, mm-hmm. um, and, and you had a different, you had a whole school, right. That was teaching you Christian christianness whatever um with their purity spit in the cup deal um what did that do for you like were you were you convinced like were you still in it at that point like well i'm gonna follow the rules because i don't want to you know i mean now i don't you don't have to worry about your parents necessarily mistreating you but this idea maybe of like it's ingrained that the world's gonna mistreat you if you don't follow these rules or, or did you ever have an epiphany moment that you were like, this is bull crap? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I wish I could understand my thinking at the time. And I'm honestly like, you know, Josh, he did an episode. He's, he's atheist. And he's at that point where he's, he's far into it. You know, he's, he's a, he's a teenager atheist or whatever. Um, I am still a baby atheist in that I am still plowing through the emotional ties and manipulation and trying to unravel all those strings and go, what was real? What was put on me? Who even was I? What was I actually thinking what was I being told to think? And it's really hard to untangle that, that ball, um, of strang. And that's kind of where I'm at now. And honestly, it's just really, really hard to tell. I know that I never in my young years had a relationship with Christianity where I'm going home and reading the Bible and praying. Mm-hmm but it was a way of life and that way of life in living this way and behaving this way, which to me, I'm not sure why it was impressed like this, but to me, the impression was my job as a child is to behave as, as perfectly as possible. And if I'm achieving that, I've done it. There's, there's no other necessary requirements to go home and, and do a Bible study. There's no requirements to go home and and pray and stuff like that. I did not genuinely think that that was what I was really meant to do. I have no idea why. Um, so to me in that time, I really started, I mean, the only places I could go were Christian, you know, I'm in a Christian school. I'm the only places I'm going are church and church functions. And So that's how I made friends. So the last thing I'm wanting to do in that time, just having moved somewhere is go, no, I don't want to believe anything that you guys are doing because now I'm by myself in a new place. And I'm also subjecting myself to upcoming physical pain. Um, So I just, I I don't know how to describe it other than I just behaved a certain way. And really the behavior was way stronger than any sort of faith 
situation. Did that change when you became a teenager? Because I mean, at some point you get, you sort of like, and maybe not, but at some point you're older, Spankins, mm-hmm. it's hard, it's weird to spank a 17 year old, right? So that I mean, is a little weird. <laughs> did that, I mean, was there ever some, was there ever a time where that stopped and was replaced by something else? Or did you just rebel? Like what happened when you became a teenager? Um, I would say straight up rebel. Yeah. Um, but a lot of this is just based so much off of the reactions I could get from people around me. Um, and in that space as a teenager, in some spaces, it's cool to rebel, you know, oh, I'm the rebellious one, you know, but definitely it's hilariously Christian rebellion. You know, I still could not imagine, um, doing drugs or having sex with somebody like that's, whoa, oh my gosh, no, I'm not like, good God, I'm not a terrorist over here, you know, like I'm just rebelling in that I'm like, you know, I, I'm just going to stay out past my curfew. You know, they can't control me. I'm going to skip school. I bet you were the one who would show up at the poll party and forget the shirt to put over your top. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I definitely, definitely (laughs) dropped. Uh, Oh my gosh. There was like this weird, uh, I like, I sometimes, okay. Josh doesn't have any anger. He's blessed with a a lack of anger. (laughs) I, on the other hand, am blessed with an abundance of anger that fuels me through life. And one thing that I'm so angry at is I was robbed of these normal experiences that now like I can make fun of them and it's hilarious. And I love Christian jokes and memes and such and that, but Uh, it's still aggravating. I never had like a homecoming or anything like that, but we had some kind of weird spring thing. And I remember um, the dress codes on the dresses were such a thing. We had to have a fashion show to show what not to wear and what to wear. And I remember like my dress had thick enough straps, but it was still at the point where I needed a shawl which a shawl is not an attractive situation. So I definitely was the gal who lost my shawl. Um, That was super rebellious. I know. (laughs) But what is it about the shoulders? I never got that. I don't know. I... What is that? I mean, seriously, like, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to just, I don't want to disclose too much here, but as (laughs) someone who knows that porn exists, right? And and you can... (laughs) get a lot of subcategories okay I was a teenager once I can honestly tell you I don't think anybody in this world like goes to google shoulder porn like (laughs) it's not a thing is it I mean I don't don't, know no it's not it's not a thing um (laughs) I'm sure there's someone on like OnlyFans now that like Oh my gosh, did we just find a market for Christian boys? Like, oh, get to see Christian girls' yeah. shoulders. Right. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no. my gosh. And 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 they've even got they've even got their spaghetti straps. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's terrible. Um <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. Honestly, the more 
reading that I do, um, the more I'm starting to realize sometimes there's rules for rules sake. Um, and for the fact that you can gain a lot of control, the more rules and shame come into play. So that would be my take on it. How was it described to you though? Because clearly uh, it didn't matter to you that you were shul- that you were showing your shoulders. Yeah, flaunting those shoulders. What what was what was what was the reasoning told to you as to why you couldn't have revealing quote unquote shoulders or why you had to why you had these certain dress codes? Oh, it, I mean, it was definitely <laughs> um, told to me by very many different people, but I remember my dad telling me once I man I my parents this I'm pretty sure he was drunk and my mom <laughs> sat next to me and my dad sat on the other side and I was going Amy you could turn on a boy by looking at him I'm just letting you know that boys are always going to be thinking about sex and you can do things to help them not and so it's essentially oh gosh that's such an so awkward you, conversation so you're responsible yeah, it's, that's essentially it. You're, it's put on you that, you know, you're responsible for assisting your brothers, which is a gross thing to think about. Anyway, sorry. Um, assisting your brothers in Christ from, from falling into temptation. I mean, but that's, that's still such a thing. Like, what is it that, that one school where you at, at the time when I went to my college, anyway, this was a, a thing at this college. I don't know if it still is, but you were not supposed to go outside with wet hair because boys can think about you in the shower if they see you with wet hair. Like the mental gymnastics that, that are meant to put women responsible um, are insane. So of course, shoulders, I mean, shoulders lead to, to other things, you know? The you gateway know, I'm, I'm wondering though like if you were in that kind of a sheltered environment like as a as a boy as a teenage boy mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's true because <laughs> so repressed that literally, I, I mean maybe it's true but I'm telling you like for for normal kids mm-hmm. um yeah like, See, that's, I've I've thought <laughs> the same thing like Okay, so say you're an Amish boy, okay? And you see some girl's ankles. Are you going to just like lose your mind? Because you've never seen that. Like, is that's my thought. The more you restrict it, the easier the temptation. Because imagine that poor boy, you know, he wants to go to the beach with his parents and he sees someone in a normal bikini. He will lose his mind. And I mean, he's going to be exposed to it. So why are we making it harder and harder i don't anyway that's that's a tangent like i mean if you made a good point because if we look back at and i don't even know what time period that was when showing your ankles was like a real i know victorian era was like a oh look at that look at that calf you know yes (laughs) yeah and like the they had like the the tall socks right yeah essentially it's it's all a social construct. Like what yeah. is attractive? What is, uh, what's a sex, what, what is sexualized? Like we sexualize parts of, of people's bodies 
And then it becomes so cultural that when you see it, it's like, oh, but that's not always the case, right? So like, cause you can go to certain like remote parts of the world where women just walk around topless because for them, breasts are not sexualized. They're what they are, which is they produce milk and they feed kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you can look at those old paintings of Queens with like one boob out their favorite one. <laughs> you're like, I can't believe in medieval times when you're covered head to toe, but your boobs out. Well, but it's because it yeah. wasn't sexual. And it, it, yeah, it drives me personally insane. So, but here, but this is what's weird, right? Is that if the, if the churches are teaching their young women to cover up mm-hmm. because all of their body, all of it is sexualized. Yeah. And then they're saying that you're responsible for your brothers not to stumble, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, it just, it, it, I, can, I can hear like all the alarms going off in my head, right? <laughs> yeah. Like of how this could, how this is so manipulative, mm-hmm. um, how it takes personal responsibility away from men and puts right. it on women unfairly. Yeah. And also the way that women would just see every part of their body in a sexual way. Yeah. Yeah. So at at a very young age, which is the most creepy thing. Um, Josh and I were talking about it recently about, you know, dress codes. And I I don't know if you saw this, but this woman was kicked out of six flags for wearing short shorts, like a full grown woman. Um, And we were talking about that and what we would do and, at some point it got onto, you know, school dress codes. And I'm just thinking like, if you're looking at a six-year-old and telling her that she needs to cover up some part of her body, there's something really wrong with you as a person, not the six-year-old, you know, it's, it's just, there's a lot of uh, things that, that came with that. And also just being told that men literally have no ability to control themselves. And that all they think about is sex. like Yeah. And so it's your responsibility. So I think we can see what happens in those kind of cultures with the Duggars. I mean, that has been a, a shit show. Um, but it just breeds this place where men are allowed to do so much more because they can't control themselves or it's just, they're not sexual by the way, you know, guys, I remember going to my friend's house and she had two older brothers and they'd run around in their boxers and I'm sitting there. I can't even wear my normal pajamas. You know, why, why is this allowed? But it also just, it gives it a perfect place to where if anything inappropriate happens to you, it's your fault. So why would you ever tell someone? Yeah. So yeah, which is, I mean, that happened to me. And I actually, I told my mom recently, and she's like, oh, that happens to everybody. That happened to me. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, this is fun for me. Um, But my first or my second job, I guess, was at Luigi's Pizza. And I worked with all older men, like super older men. And they, I mean, like, it was just a very inappropriate culture. And I just thought this is my fault. You know, I'm wearing tight jeans. I, I came in today to get my schedule and I was wearing a skirt and now they know what my legs look like. And so I never told anybody and it's, but that's, that's what it is. You know, it, it just breeds that. And it's, 
<sighs> anyway, I have a lot of anger <laughs> for that culture and the way that it um, infantilizes um, white men and puts all the responsibility on women while at the same time giving women no power. It's, it's a weird little mind screw to think that women can control themselves and control men and yet they have no authority <laughs> i don't know anyway i could go on for a million years because feminism is my bay because of this way that i was brought up and the frustrations that i have so so here's my here's my question um because it sounds like you know clearly your you know your your childhood adolescence it is characterized by a fear of being punished so you behave you follow the rules you get into high school you're a teenager yeah. now you're a little bit more rebellious but you're still like the the christian rebellious so yeah <laughs> so i mean in school. Are, you know aren't too concerned i mean the most rebellious is oh i've lost my shawl you know <laughs> tonight um, <laughs> so that just is crazy but um but but then but then you graduate and you decide to go to a Christian college. Walk no, me. I do not, Douglas. Okay, well, tell me no, how how'd that happen. <laughs> okay, so first of all, we had to rewind a little bit with the rebellion. I would love to hear from my parents now what that was like for them. Um, but there was definitely a point in time that I was really difficult for them for reasons that I don't fully remember. I'm sure I was a little snot-nosed turd because I'm very direct now and I can hurt people's feelings very easily. So I can't imagine what I was like when I'm a teenager who can't control my emotions or my words. And then I'm also angry. So <laughs> I'm sure that I was vicious. Um, but this is the point where I start actively disliking my parents um especially my mom and um at this point i essentially just tried to stay out of the house as much as possible um i was friends with a traveling christian family band and um they traveled around the united states that was their way of making money slash ministry and my mom bought me a plane ticket um to fly to where they were in Florida. Um, they spent every January doing Florida ministry, you know, going to wherever down there. Um, and she sent me there and told, and, and got a return ticket for a month later because I was being a bitch. So, <laughs> um, so all I remember is we did not get along and I, I stayed out of the house a lot. You know, the fact that I was allowed to be gone for a month um, so that's, that's where that was. Um, and then what happened is my senior year of high school, um, my dad got transferred to, um, Boca Raton, Florida, which is near Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Um, and it was midway through my senior year. So there was no way I'm trying to find a school. I just refused. So my mom, um, allowed me to homeschool, which was great because then I didn't really have to do school. Um, and 
at that time, I, I had had a job since I was 16, just because I was, I liked being independent um, and not being in the house. It kept me out of the house. Um, so we're living in Boca Raton and I'm homeschooled. Um, my parents tried to find a church. Um, they did find one, but I don't think they ever really liked it too much. I know I hated it. Wait, so um, where, where were you living at? Boca Raton, Florida. Oh, you moved to Florida too. Where yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm still a senior in high school. I begged to stay, but no, they they took all of us down there. We we rented a house. Um, and I'm being homeschooled at this point, senior year of high school. And because I'm only homeschooled, you know, there's not much to do. Um, so I ended up getting a job at a Italian restaurant. And this was my first full shove into people my age who had no religion um before I'd had jobs before but um the Luigi's place um they were all older men so it's not like you know I thought to be cool and emulate them or anything to that effect and then my job after that was full of Christian people so um and this was my only avenue for having friends too you know I'm a homeschooler we just moved here um, and the, like I said, the church that we went to, I didn't like it. It was just a weird, I don't know. It was just a weird place and there was no one my age. So these girls that I made friends with, I mean, one had an abortion while I was working there. They were full on not religious. Um, and that's when I really, really started to realize what I was without in a Christian influence just surrounding me and smothering me. Um, and that I had no idea why I had believed anything. Um, and it really <laughs> became obvious to me that I behaved this way to please people, um, to make friends, to keep friends, to have Christian boys like me and maybe want to marry me someday. Um, right. Cause I mean, what else were you going to do with your life? I know. Right. Like <laughs> there's no option. Um, uh, anyway. Um, so I graduated from homeschool Academy and it's time to go to college. And, um, my parents growing up, they always had money. And so I, I was told, you know, they, they're paying for college. And I had no reason not to believe that. And, um, my dad said he was going to buy my first house that didn't happen, but I had no reason not to believe that. Um, so I didn't save a penny, you know, I went to American Eagle after every check and just destroyed my paycheck. Um, so when it came time for college, you know, he's paying for it. Where am I going? The only place he'd pay for is one college. Calvary Bible College in Kansas City and it's where the pastor's kids went so it was go there or go nowhere or get a student loan and I'm I was just too terrified to try that but you couldn't go there because that's where the pastor's kids are and you if you went there you'd corrupt them (laughs) (laughs) right no they were all they had all graduated from from this place by now so I, I it was it was fine now so you have this like kind of liberating experience down in Florida working at the at the restaurant right yeah. Meeting these other girls and realizing kind of what 
I don't know, maybe in a way what your life could have been like for, yeah. for, for better or worse. I mean, like just seeing the other side of yeah. folks that are close to your age that did not grow up the way you were growing up. Yeah. But now your parents are saying, we'll pay for you to go to college, but the only college we'll go to is this one. And you, I'm sure, right, had a pretty good, clear indication of what kind of college that was going to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so was it, so, exactly. so what motivated you to leave? Was it just, I mean, because it sounded like you didn't really like school, right? No, I didn't. So what, what, what was it that, that, that drove you to do it? Just getting to away. go to Calvary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a great name, isn't it? To Calvary, to Calvary. There, there were some great jokes made. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't know what else to do. You know, um, and at the time too, I just missed the hell out of Branson. I was never the kid who was like, oh, I got to get out of this, this old town of mine. I got to move to New York, you know? No, I loved Branson. I, it, there's something about that town that just, you know, and I desperately wanted to go home. And so Calvary is three hours from Branson. And my thought process was it's closer. And I didn't know what else to do. What am I going to sit in my parents' house in Boca Raton and hate my life, <laughs> work in a restaurant as a waitress, which by the way, I hated being a waitress. It's terrifying to me. Um, I, I, I didn't even really think about it. It's just, it was the option, you know? So you get to college. What was yeah. that experience like? oh man every semester was very different from the last uh the first semester the only friends I had were two dudes who both wanted to date me um but both didn't do that we just did other things um which was really fun because I came in as a rebel being like oh I'm an atheist I'm just stuck here with these ass hats you know <laughs> and so they're just you know like making out with me and doing stuff and then being like but you know what you really should get saved <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> this so they're, they're hooking up with the atheist girl because they'll know she'll put out but then the girl <laughs> right they're like we can't get married either by the way we can't really date unless you get saved like okay well that was not my goal in the first place bro um <laughs> so yeah the first year was really fun I I just made no friends besides these two dudes but I had a lot of fun with the one of the dudes that I was friends with like he was just a really fun guy and we would just go do stupid college shit you know like just dumb stuff, but you know, Christian stuff, but dumb idiot college kids stuff. Um, but I still would drive home to Branson every weekend, which, you know, driving three hours on Friday, three hours on Sunday. I, if, I, I mean, I, I just didn't have a single friend in the girls dorm. And of course they're separate, like, duh. Um, so it was, it was not, I hated it. Let's just say that I, had never had mental health issues before and I didn't understand what was going on. But looking back now, I was severely depressed. I missed so many classes. And at the time I just thought I'm being lazy. I just don't 
you know, I'm, a, I'm an atheist being sent to apologetics classes, you know, why I, I hate this, but, and I just thought, you know, I don't want to get out of bed because of that. But looking back, I couldn't get out of bed because I'm just depressed out of my mind. Um, so the first semester was like that. The second semester he graduated. I don't remember. And I made some girlfriends. Um, and then the third semester, I actually made one good friend who I'm still friends with. And, but yeah, it was, I don't know how to describe it other than it was weird. It was freaking weird, man. And people were really mean, <laughs> just so mean. Um, yeah. And they didn't want to talk to me because they knew I was an atheist. So did you, uh, did you argue in class? I didn't because I don't know why I was so scared of this, but I had to sign something saying I was a Christian to get into the school. And I guess I thought if I, if I start saying things in class and professors find out, maybe I'd get kicked out. Oh. Um, some of them knew though, I, but I didn't want it to go around administration. So I just sat there and flunked. I like, I literally just failed every biblical class that I took. I failed with flying colors. Um, and because the seminary, there aren't, <laughs> I don't know what girls graduated with, you know, you, it was a Baptist school, so you couldn't get a ministry degree. You could get some kind of music degree. Um, and there was some kind of like two year, I don't know what, oh, you could get a, a counseling degree, a Christian counseling degree of some, of some sort. Um, and then there was some sort of two-year fast track, like Bible school thing that girls got that was essentially like, you know, and now you're, you, you, you met the dude and now you're married. So, you know, you just kind of quit at that point. Um, but the only classes that I liked were history classes. So I took multiple history classes each semester and I just did that. <laughs> yeah. So how long were you there for? just three semesters and you left I did leave that Went yes. back to Branson I did yes um at this point my parents had moved back to Branson and so my thought process was first of all you're not getting any degree out of this you know what is a two-year bible studies degree going to do for you there's <laughs> just literally no point you know like I'm just like, wait, wasting wait. my life here <laughs> you teach sunday school yeah that's true oh my gosh what was i thinking that's so lucrative um, <laughs> um so obviously there's just there's no point to going with the craps the point so at that at that point you know and my my only friend who i actually liked was graduating i was flunking anyway there there's just no point to this so my parents had moved back to branson so I moved back too, and I just decided college was not for me. So even when I was going to Calvary, I would come back and work on the weekends. Oh wow! Um, you meet Josh now. This is this is what I remember of Amy. <laughs> Ooh, oh God! I remember thinking about Amy. Um, I don't think this girl cares about anything. <laughs> oh my God! 
no, no, I don't, I don't mean that like in a mean <laughs> way. I just like thinking like, I don't, I think this girl is like untouchable. Either she's scared to death and she puts on a front or she just legitimately like is just living her life and does not care what anybody thinks. Oh, well, that's so cool. <laughs> I sound awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, and that is hilarious. Very, like boho, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I guess I thought to myself, Josh is really into her. She makes him super happy. And so I liked you because of that. Um, but I really didn't get to like really know you until we went to um, the Coldplay concert. I was just thinking that. Yeah, Coldplay. <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and also just like, okay, here, okay here's, the, here's the thing that's also weird. Uh-huh. Josh Mollenkamp. When he was in college. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um very different from where you were when you got when you met, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> so here's the thing. I was <laughs> that I think, well, first of all, I okay. I was super into Will and Grace when I met Josh. Okay. And my goal in life was I need a will to my grace. And Josh and his theater personality comes dancing in, twirling into my work. And I'm like, Will, this is my new gay best friend. <laughs> I was so pumped. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, 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 okay. I got to make this work. I literally just tried to make a gay best friend. Um, and this kid did not like me. And I was like, I failed with him. I need to give up. Josh is my new, my new uh, end game here. And so I was trying to get scheduled with him and I thought he was gay for a hot minute. And I mean, I was having a blast. Like he made me laugh. I was having so much fun. And, and then at some point I realized he was dating a girl and I was like, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. I don't. I know exactly who that was. Um, It's so weird because I was actually talking about that same person today, which I have no reason to ever talk about this person, except Mm -hmm. I once witnessed her hat. You know what? It's not important. Um, (laughs) Wait, I want to hear about this after the podcast. (laughs) But I need to hear this. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, But you know what? I actually do remember. There being a time, I mean, Josh was, he's straight guy, straight lace guy, college, you know, I mean, still, still to this day, very loyal. Um, but I do remember him talking about you and, and knowing you and then uh, us like getting together and playing cards. But so um, that's just really interesting to me because I I know that for Josh, meeting you was like, I think you exposed him to some things that he was looking for. Um, yeah, I think it was kind of serendipitous at that time, especially when he ended his relationship with Beep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was at a point where that girl was super crispy and he was yeah. frustrated. And, <laughs> and then I come dancing in with my um, atheist 
rebellion. And I think it was what he needed at the time. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know how Christian he was for a long time. <laughs> well, I think he might've been at that point around that he was kind of going through his own sort of like deconstruction at that point. And I think, mm-hmm. I think meeting you, I think meeting you was like, at that point, because of the experiences you had had, and you're sort of like, you know, your authenticity, like not really caring at that point, not really caring about behaving for other people. Um, mm. and, I mean, you might say differently, but it seemed at least <laughs> to me that that was the, that you didn't care. Like it was just, you were being yourself. Yeah. I will say I had a, a buttload of confidence at that point. I have no idea why. And yeah, I, I generally did not care. So we go to, uh, I remember going to Coldplay. Josh had no idea who that was. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and that was fine. I, I was, I was a fan. Of course I was a bigger fan of like, you know, you two and everything, but yeah, I remember us going to that. And this was the moment that I remember you and Josh were dating. Right. Yep. And I can't even remember what song was playing, but we're all there and Josh is just like in another world because this is like the coolest up until that point, the coolest thing he had seen, you know. <laughs> it was probably like a, he'd only been to Christian concerts before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were selling so beer here. Blues boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, it was cool. Yeah, it was great. And something's going on. And I remember having to, I remember like he and I were walking maybe, I don't know, maybe go to the bathroom or something. I can't remember. And, um, and he, and he looks over to you and he, and it's, you're saying something and you grab him and go and kiss him. Oh, and I remember him, looking, <laughs> I remember him walking over to me and putting his hand on my shoulder and saying, dude, this is the greatest night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just, I saw how happy oh. I remember that. And I was like, you know what? Amy's cool. I can forgive all the little things that up at that point really annoyed me <laughs> because I don't know if you remember this, but you were, you drove to, to, I think it was at, I think we went to, was it St. Louis or Kansas city? I can't, I think it was. Oh Kansas. my gosh. I have no idea. And you were driving in your like little white sedan car. I can't even remember what it was. Yep. And while you're driving, you were reading a freaking book. Oh yeah. You and I remember just that. thinking like, I did that in front of you though. That's embarrassing. Yes. Oh god. We were in the car. I think Josh was taking a nap. And I was like, you want me to drive? Like, <laughs> like um, you know, maybe not, you know, read a book right now is maybe not a good idea. I don't know. Oh, that's horrible. Okay. Well, in in my a little bit in my defense, but really it is defenseless because that is unbelievably reckless. Um, we were then driving to Kansas City because that was the problem, is that it was in those days where you didn't have a smartphone and driving to Kansas city three hours to, to uh, campus and three hours back every dang weekend. And it's a straight shot and no one's on the road normally. So I resorted to that at one point, which is not, don't do that kids. Oh man. So this is such a good conversation. We had a long conversation And so Amy and I had to break this into sections. Um, The next section is so amazing. Amy goes through more of her faith journey. um, And she talks about the time that she got saved uh, that happened later in her life. And it is a incredible story 
that you will want to hear. It's absolutely amazing. And then what follows after that uh, is also just really a good story. And so uh, look forward to part two. Um, if you're liking the blog, the podcast, uh, you uh, you can subscribe uh, wherever you're getting this podcast. And uh, also don't forget to visit PastorRedShoes.com uh, where we have a lot more information. Um, if you're liking what you're hearing, we have you know blogs and, and different posts on there too. So uh, look forward to part two.